0: Hey, 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 chicas, welcome back to the Lavelda Show, Women of Power podcast. Now let's get this show on the road. (laughs) Girls, my goodness, has it been a ride and a half? My guests have been incredible. Their stories have been mind-blowing. Whether you are listening on Anchor, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I know I don't want you Androiders calling me now saying, Livalda, you know, it's not all about Apple. Well, Apple has taken over a little bit, but I digress. I don't care which platform you're listening on. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, you need to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. By us, I mean me and all of my multiple personalities, because uh, all of them want to be accounted for. Today's guest, we're going to step into the world of consulting, a world I wish I knew something about, like I really don't. I had a couple of job interviews in this space when I really started out. Um, that's a whole nother story. I think I think there was a guy who liked me from uni who who talks people into interviewing me. Yeah, we're going to get into that story. Um but I didn't, I didn't pass. It was nice. I went in, they, they had me for a moment, but I totally didn't pass it. But this chick, she totally did. She was caning it. So two really large firms who work in the consulting space, not both consulting firms, I stand corrected, but they work both in the consulting space, really huge names. And she managed to bag herself leadership positions at not one, but two of these bad boys. So she is somebody we need to hear from today to, with a completely different perspective on looking at the world. So today's guest is the incredible Ywande woo, woo, woo. woo woo I got that wrong. Faliyan. in That's it. Falien. it's Great. No it's good. <laughs> Thanks so much, Lavelda. Woo, woo. So, so excited to be on your show. Oh my gosh, girl. I had to speak to you because, right? I'm... I'm going to go a little political only a little bit but to me it's not political to me i feel like it's just human to human right so there are certain firms and certain let's just say sectors in which diversity is an issue shall we say right you know we have diversity as an issue in general but there are some sectors in which the diversity gap is huge you know construction would be one of those There just aren't that many women working in positions of power in construction. And I would say consulting would be one of those. Firstly, there aren't that many women and where there are women, they're not normally from minority backgrounds. It just, the gap is just really huge. So I'm really curious as to A, firstly, why did you start down that path in particular that excited you to be in those sorts of environments? And then I kind of want to understand how you found it, because I think a lot of people will relate to feeling like, hmm, this this place does not have lots of people like me in it. You know, that first, almost that first person that's stepping over the line and and going into uncharted territory. And that can be quite challenging in itself. So I really want to kind of get under the skin. So I asked too many questions at once. So maybe we back it up. How did you start? What, what had you go into consulting?
1: Yeah. So, um, that's such a really, really great question. And I think it's, yeah, it's a little political, but we like, we like being a little bit political anyway. So what's interesting is, although although I've kind of done a lot of consulting, my first firm was actually in a financial institution. So to your point, I was doing consulting within that. Um, And way before that, I was in digital. So there definitely weren't like any women, (laughs) let alone women of color. Like I was literally like one woman, 20 men around me. And I'm just going, who are these people? Um, But ultimately, I was really driven by what it was that I loved to do and what I thought I was good at, regardless of um, whether or not I was a woman or specifically a black woman. What's actually really interesting is early on in my career, because um, when I got my first job at Morgan Stanley, I actually, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome where I was like, did they hire me just because I'm a black woman and they wanted to like tick boxes? It troubled me a little. Now I'm like, look, hire me, I'm a black woman. I don't really care, tick the boxes. I know I can, I can, I can come through. Um, but I've seen, it's interesting because there's so there, all these companies have so much more to do. I'm I, like, so much more like we can talk about how much more they have to do but i have seen a huge shift in terms of where they've come from and where they've gone to so digital at morgan stanley literally like one woman and definitely one black woman within like 20 surrounded by 20 men when i then moved into prime brokerage still at morgan stanley there been a few more women not black women (laughs) But a few more women, Um, and it was just because and when I was there, I was like, okay, I love doing the work that I'm doing. I love solving problems, but I don't really care about helping rich people get richer. So why don't I go just do the consulting thing and solve problems? Um, And when I joined McKinsey, they had had not a great track record, if I'm being honest, of um, black people within the firm um but when i joined there was a huge push and a huge rally to actually go out and find diverse um candidates so timing wise it was great because we started to grow um a black sort of network again still a long way to go but it felt so different because now i was in a situation where i was like ah i'm now surrounded by people who are like me who are amazing and smart and have diverse backgrounds and it's exciting to be with them and we still like, even though I'm not in the firm anymore, we still like message literally like every single day. So it's been quite a journey and I've seen certainly a lot change within the industries to be more diverse. There's more to do, um, but I'm excited to, to see where that goes.
0: Oh, it's so like heartwarming to hear of the improvements. Like it really, it really is quite heartwarming. And I love that it never put you off. You were just like, and what? (laughs) I don't care. I, 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 like it got to a point where I was just like, look,
1: whatever. (laughs) You want to tick the box, tick the box. I know that I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) And even when I didn't know I was great, sometimes it was also a a chance to go, you know what? I will be that person in that position to try to experience it. And then to hopefully get other diverse people in and to show people that this is not, it's not a case of, Doing good for the company or go- doing doing a good job to make people feel like they're part of it It's like, no, we're awesome. What, what is this? <laughs> get over Do yourself. you not
0: know who I am? Do you How not you... know who we are? <laughs> How did you get past the imposter syndrome? So, you know, I think in, in any situation with diversity, especially when we're talking about women, um you know, specifically women of color, but women in general in certain sectors or anybody who's stepping into a space where it's like, these people have been here for a while. They're the household names. You see it in the speaking industry all the time. The major stage is predominantly men. And then there's one woman <laughs> managed to bring on, to take on the stages, right? How yeah. did you um, navigate that space of kind of going, there's a lot about me these people simply cannot understand because there isn't anybody else here who looks like me, who comes from a similar background from me, who even has my body parts, right? There's, there's so few of them that I'm an anomaly in, in this and I'm trying to navigate a world in which they can't understand me. How did you navigate that space?
1: Yeah, I am... Um... So two things immediately come to mind. One is around, one is about the people who are on me who helped me do that, even when I didn't even realize they were doing it. Because um, as we know, with imposter syndrome is such an interest, interesting thing, because it's like so many people feel it, and they experience it, and it's, it's such a weird phenomenon. And with, Certainly, with having people around me who can help me, and I'll I'll tell you a story in a second. And then the other piece was a lot of the work that I've done on myself to really understand where that comes from, um, what contributes to it, and then basically just dispel this thing that's not not real. But the story I was going to tell you was um, when I first joined McKinsey. As I said, there was a lot of work being done to sort of not just increase the number of diverse people in the firm, but also you know take them up the ranks and then make sure that we're a community. And we had a conference for the North American and European Black Network, and it was awesome. We went out to Atlanta. I think that one is, was in Atlanta or Chicago. I can't remember, but it was great. And there was this guy there who was the ombudsman and he had like all these new joinies come in and he, we all sat like in a circle. And the first thing he said, he was like, everyone, turn around and look at your seats. And we're like, <laughs> "Like what? He's like, no, do it. And so we all, we all like, kind of go like that. <laughs> we're like, what the hell? He's like, you see that seat, it is there for you. You are meant to be sitting in that seat and there is no reason why anyone else should be there. If you don't believe it, the amount of money and the amount of time that was spent to find you to come and work in this firm, trust me, you're meant to be there. And worst case, if you're not, then it's not your fault, it's the firm's fault and they made a mistake, you did not. And stuff like that just started to change my mindset which is like, yeah, yeah, like why am I doubting myself? Like, a
0: company like McKinsey has gone, we want you here. What more, like what more can I do? I love it's it, It's such She's a awesome. beautiful switch, right? Because most of the time we're almost sitting in the position of continuously to prove, continuously feeling the need to prove the thing that everybody else already knows is okay. It's like doing yeah. that extra and going that much further and over giving and over working extra long hours and stuff. And it's like, but you're here, what more do you need to do? prove like you've already you've already done it you know the, the hard work's done they they've spent all this time to find you they want you they've signed the contract they're not going to sign the contract for for dumb so you've done it you've done it you just need to do your job now that's it
1: yeah exactly exactly um and yeah we do we do like overachievers don't we Lavelda? we know all about overachieving
0: <laughs> yeah I, you know here, here from club overachievers, anonymous, not so anonymous anymore. High five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong there's, with it. There's nothing wrong with pushing that little yeah. bit harder and wanting to, wanting to be the best that you want to be. I, I think there is, it's important to understand what's driving it. And if it's, if it's no, being no. driven from needing to prove your worth versus just wanting to be the best you, there's this, it's subtle but it's such a that's big huge. distinction, you know, it's yeah. such a big distinction in terms of how you show up. So after, after working in consulting, working for others, you then took a leap and thought, Mm-mm, I'm going to do this myself. What brought that on? <laughs> that's a good question. I look back, I'm like, how did that even happen? <laughs> Cause that's not a bad job to have girl. <laughs> People be fighting for those jobs and you were like, yeah, I think I'm ready for a change.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's always easier. It's so funny when we tell these stories that it always seems so much easier than than it was. Um, Although, in in a way, that one was an easiest decision. So, I loved my time at McKinsey, but the way I describe it is it was the best three years of my corporate life that I would never do again because I was exhausted. I'm not even joking. Like, I burnt out twice. You burn out once, duh. You burn out twice, like, what is, what is wrong with you? Like, stop doing You didn't it. learn. You just no, did I not didn't, learn. No, I didn't learn. And I, I started to realize that while <clears throat> I loved what the firm did, I loved how much I'd learned, I loved the work I was doing. So being British Nigerian, I got the opportunity to work in Nigeria, like, substantially for the first time, to work across East Africa, West Africa. It was just, uh, like, the opportunities were great, worked with smart people. And I was like, I, I, I can't breathe. Like, I've not had a chance to just breathe and take it all in um and lavelda knows i love structure <laughs> i love planning <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit um but i did the crazy i know i did the craziest thing craziest thing but it felt so right that i'd ever done quit my job not knowing what i'd do next like i was that tired i was just done with it and i was like look worst, worst case i'll find another job like once once i got it through my head that i wouldn't be homeless and i wouldn't be broke <laughs> Because it goes, honestly, any, anyone who's ever thought of, not anyone, but most people who've ever thought of quitting their job and starting a business, there is that thing that goes to your mind of like, what if I'm broke? What if I'm on the streets? Like,
0: like asking, I can, like pay, a I can buy things right now and go to restaurants. Like, <laughs> right? what, what if I'm just eating tinned beans and I don't even have bread to go with it? Like, it's not even toast, <laughs> beans exactly. on toast. It's just beans. Exactly. And
1: I had to go through that process myself. And I went, you know what? If I'm eating beans for like, for, I don't know, two months, I could be okay with that. But I just need to, I just need to stop because I'm exhausted. So I quit. Um, I think in the back of my mind, kind of expecting that I would go back into employment, like um, conventional employment. Only thing I did was book a yoga uh, yoga teacher training course because I I love yoga. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Vancouver for like a month (laughs) and learn to be a yoga instructor. (laughs) Worst case, I'll do that and i love that that was awesome but through through the process of just stopping um and i learned about this phrase um it's a japanese phrase called ikigai so there are sections of japan i don't know if you've heard about it where they grow up and they every everyone believes in this idea of your purpose in life so it's not like this thing that you figure out when you're like 30 or 40. it's like you grow up believing that there is a specific purpose that you have in life and you lead your life in that way so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find things that I love, the things that I'm great at, and the things that align with my values. And through just a random combination of being led by the things that I love to do, reflecting on the things, on the areas where I felt like I had the most impact with my clients. And it wasn't, it wasn't like giving them PowerPoint presentation, which was fine,
0: <laughs> but it was just a
1: PowerPoint presentation or Excel sheet. It was like um, I remember once being in a working with a client here in Nigeria. I'm currently in Lagos, guys, because of COVID. Can't get back to London, but it's great. Um, I was working with a client out here in Nigeria, and I realized that whenever we had an hour meeting, I would just have to book 30 minutes before that just to listen to him and to understand what he was dealing with so he could get out of his own way to actually be able to do the work that he wanted to do. And I loved moments like that. And I got back from my yoga teacher training course. I'd already started like a few pilot clients, coaching and consulting, and I was like, you know what? I could try this. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. And before I knew it, I'd incorporated my business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally, it was like I didn't set out to do this. I just didn't want to do that anymore, so I quit. And then I thought, let's see what happens. I love it because um, it's it's easy to project or assume that somebody who worked in a very um very corporate very structured space and you are a very naturally quite a structured person that's an environment you love give me tell tell me how it's set up and i'm happy to run with that and so it's really easy to assume that um somebody with that makeup would would need to have a very structured plan to start a business that you'd have sat down and thought right okay what am i going to do and done a full blown business plan so it's 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 nice and exciting in some ways to almost see this juxtaposition of totally structured going, eh, I'll trust. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you raise such a good point because I, what's interesting in life is we often put ourselves into boxes often because the world puts us in boxes, right? So think about when you were in school, like you're either artistic or you're scientific. You're either outgoing or you're like quiet and shy you're either really like physical and strong or you're kind of nerdy and you can't really do anything, like box. (laughs) And patterns, yes, they help us to survive as human beings, but they really, really do limit us in terms of what we can do so to your point if i thought to myself no 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 i'm a structured person i need everything planned out i would have never started my business i would never be as excited as i am to wake up every day and do what i do and so what to work for the people that i do and like living this life that i'm excited about i would still be doing the things that i should do or the things i'm expected to do or the things that people people think that i can do so it's it's such an important point so i love that mix of like
0: ah, you're scientifically artistic or you're structurally flexible. Like,
1: (laughs) let's take two words
0: we don't think go together because they're opposite ends of the spectrum and give you both. Like, why don't you just play with that? Right. Um, It's interesting because I was speaking to a client of mine the other day and she does a lot of stuff around money management. And um, she's like, But I kind of just want to, I do a lot of improvisation, and I kind of want to bring that in. And I went, please do, because (laughs) there are people who are bored of the boring, dull mindset stuff, and they want somebody who's just going to break it down and make it a little bit more fun and quirky where they can go, oh, finally, this doesn't feel like such a heavy thing. I needed somebody to make it feel light. So I love that idea of being okay with bringing two contrasting elements of your personality to the forefront and letting them both play equally. Like, Not like, oh, we have to be this way or this way. Because I I think it's one thing to say, the world defines me as X. It's another when you then take that on and just live into that shit. And it's kind of like, listen, you can mix it up. It doesn't matter what they think. They can think what they like, but you can mix it up. Surprise people, it's more fun. It's easier to find a USB when you're doing your own thing, right? (laughs)
1: And that's the, you know what, that's the key thing. You actually just reminded me of an exercise that I did early on, I think even before I started my business, where I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to mishmash things that supposedly don't go together about myself and just put it out there. So I think it was stuff like, um, I think I put like corporate hippie, um, Christian yogi. Um, There was also, there was something else. Oh, British, Nigerian, because people often think you're British or you're Nigerian. Like, so it was just like, it was, it was just a beautiful, like, and I did it into like a word cloud, which was like, none of these words seem to match, but it's exactly who I am. That's what makes me unique.
0: <laughs> Love it. I like that game. Actually. I think it's a game people should play with themselves. Like what are they? Right? Cause for me, I know part of my journey was finding aspects of my personality that I thought were unprofessional, <laughs> like, you know, showing up and just wanting to be a little bit quirky sometimes or, Mm-hmm. uh dancing on a stage because i love a good boogie it's just oh, not what most people do but you know if you book lavalda to MC a gig there will probably be some form of dancing or something like that some weird random noise i'll make some sort of interaction but i can only do it my way right if you're wanting the standard yeah. that that's not me <laughs> 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 you know just talking about different topics and mixing them up taking something like speaking and then deciding let me overlay some spirituality to that and talk about journaling and all that inside work that you have to do that also supports that but there's something quite beautiful and dare I say powerful about mm. taking those two aspects of you especially the one you're too hot you're too scared to show people and then mixing them up just watching people's faces like just watching the shock as they're like oh, <laughs> and that's where the
1: excitement is it's so funny what we're we're scared of the things that literally excite people because you saying that like if i'm at an event where i'm speaking to someone and they're like i want someone who's like exciting and who can do something quirky and different I'm say, do you know what i mean because because that's the special thing about you if, if
0: if we want everyone else then we should all be like clones in the matrix or whatever like oh <laughs> my like, are we all trying I know, to go right like, it's just not as much fun either it's know. like It's funny. I was, I remember when I first started saying to somebody, it's really easy to live um, a fulfilled life. Like it's really, really simple. You just only do things that fulfill you. That's it. Just get rid of the rest of it. Stop doing the the crap that doesn't, isn't fulfilling, that doesn't uh, light you up. Just stop doing it. But normally you don't because there's a whole raft of Y'all need to go back and listen to Karen Banes' obligation. That's all I'm going to say. Go back to, I can't even remember the number for that episode. I want to say it's like <laughs> number 12 or 13, somewhere around that region. Like back that up. If that's your thing or listen to Amy, cause she talks about this stuff too. Like, mm, stop doing, stop doing things you don't want to do. Mm. Sorry. I got on my soapbox for a minute. Anyhow, oh, back no. to you. <laughs> beautiful. And it reminds, there's a quote that I often tell people and
1: I tell my clients and it's just a, huh. And it's, um, doing is work, being is effortless. We're often just doing and doing it, do it. Just be. You want to be fulfilled, just be. Just be yourself.
0: Whoever you are. Just be. Just like be stop it. doing. Stop doing. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one of the things I started doing. You know, right at the beginning, you'll have noticed it because um, I've worked with you one day. So you'll have noticed this. At the beginning of a call, if you ask me how I'm doing I will tell you straight blank exactly how I'm doing. So you will not have me say I'm having a great day. If it's, it's a shocking day, I can still be professional. I'll show up to the call. I will give you the value that you paid for. But if you ask me how I'm doing, I ain't going to lie to you and sugarcoat it and tell you I'm having a good day. I'm going to be like, you know what girl today was tough. Let's, let's just, let's just put a pin in it. <laughs> let's just focus yeah. on this thing. But it's those little, little moments in which you're not true to yourself in which you're, be, you're doing, because for me to say that I'm feeling good when I'm not feeling good, that's not me being where I'm at right now. That's me pretending to be somewhere I'm not at. I'm not feeling good, but I'm still able to deliver because this is something that I love doing and it's fun. And once I'm in it, I kind of I can put a pause on all of the other stuff. Once I'm back out of the session or whatever, I'm like, oh crap, back to, back to the nonsense I was dealing with before the call. Um, So just even those little tests we can give ourselves to be like, Mm-mm, they asked you how you, they asked you how you were. They shouldn't ask you that dang question if they didn't want the honest truth answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's. I, I, I love that. And yeah, you do do that, which I, which I'm very grateful for because then it's like, ah, I, I know where Lavelle is. And sometimes it also starts conversations where I can then relate to you and go, you know what? It has been a public. Like it has. Let's, let's, let's help each other through this. So let's just acknowledge yeah, where we're so. at right now. let acknowledge, acknowledge it's okay. We're all human
0: right? Sometimes we need to remember that, but you know what? Some people are super powerful humans and some people live in a space of powerless. You, my darling is on the spectrum of powerful. Um, So I'm curious because with the stuff you've done, I see, I, so the show is the women of power podcast, as you know, Mm -hmm. but the, even the, this idea of what power is for a woman is not defined. Like it's not, you can find the word powerful and look it up in the dictionary, but, what that translates to for individuals is slightly different. So I'm curious for you, what do you define as a woman's power? What do you, what do you think makes a woman powerful? Yeah. So I, I, I I was so
1: excited to be on the show because I think it's such an important to think about and it's often something that we don't think about, right? The idea of power is at least conventionally is like physical power, which is a very masculine and manly thing. For me, it's, it's really simple. The way I define it is a powerful woman is someone who is fearless and
0: unafraid of being her authentic self in every single moment. I'm having a mic drop moment if you're just listening on the podcast. It's where I pull all the way back and just need to take that in. So <laughs> I think I'm going to need to have some... I don't know, golden nugget signs or mic drop signs or I'm going to need a phone microphone I can just drop because sometimes y'all, oh, y'all be saying things and I'm like, say that again because it was so good. It was so good. So fearlessly, unapologetically, authentically so,
1: yeah. herself. Themselves in every single moment. Not when she feels comfortable in front of her family and friends, but not in work. Not when you know, to having just a good day. To your point, right? You just gave a perfect example. Coming onto a call with clients and being honest about how you're feeling in that moment, that is fearless. That's being unafraid of judgment. That's being authentic in who you are in that moment. Like that's powerful. We often sometimes reverse that and think that's a sign of weakness. Oh, Lavelle is weak because she's not feeling well. Yeah, we're human. (laughs) We don't feel well all the time, and there are reasons why. So being able to come in that moment, in every moment, and being able to do that, and then in this moment, being your excited, quirky, fun, you know, we did four takes at the beginning, it's awesome. <laughs> and it was meant to be. Like for me, that is power, and doing
0: it in every single moment. The, the, the clangor there is every single moment. People are like, yeah, I'd be authentic, and I'm like, mm, really? In that specific moment, where was your authenticity at? So I, 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 and it's that stretch to kind of say, because often it's, um, it's the, it's a fear, isn't it? That kind of sits underneath. Yep. Will they like me? Can they handle it? Is it acceptable? Yeah. Will I upset somebody? Will they think I'm unprofessional? I'm like, bitch, if you think I'm unprofessional, I ain't the coach for you. Bye-bye. Right. Right. And that's someone else's
1: definition of unprofessional, right? Again, I've worked with you. I would not say that you're unprofessional by any means, just because you're quirky <laughs> and that is you, doesn't mean that you're unprofessional. And that's the beauty of authenticity. It's, it's you, it's unique. It's not, there's, there's no definition of it. Like we can take other people's definitions on ourselves, but it's powerful to be to live in our own definition and to define who we are authentically
0: and fearlessly and without any, you know, being unafraid of whatever anyone else will say. Girl, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that for people to just, yeah, see, there's a reason there's a couple of days between this show because you're going to have to unpack that and just <laughs> sit down with a notebook or something and start to really look at it. Because, um, I love what you say about your own version of things. Because I'll say to people, create your own version of what professional is. Like, that's your professional. Somebody else's professional looks different. You will not see me turn up in them, like, power suits unless I'm having a fashion moment. Like, if I'm having one of those days and I want to have a fashion moment, mm. I've been watching a showing program recently, and they were doing those 80 shoulder pads. You know, like the old... <laughs> A part of me is living for it you one day. I'm not gonna lie. Part of <laughs> me is like, sometimes. I just want one of those old school power suits. Yeah. Just just to have a little fashion moment. Not that I'm saying I'm that fashionable. I just I just want to have a little a little nod sure. to it once, right? It
1: could be cute. I think it would and be with be the cute. right attitude. With the right attitude which comes from like inside of it. Like
0: yeah it would awesome. be like a stage costume like it would actually just be a, a costume for the stage i, I yeah. kind of yeah i think i want one i saw i I'm saw the i like that. yeah 80s you power to suit picture when you buy it <laughs> so honestly I might, <laughs> I, I might have to commission somebody to do one particular you're listening in and you do uh you're a sewer and you do 80s power suits like please hit me up i'll wear it on yeah. stage. We'll get a right? photo of that because I just, I am living for it right now. I just think it would be a moment, a moment. I have moments where I think I could be in fashion. I'm rubbish at that stuff, but I have moments of it. Back to playing a, around I'm with all to, of the different I'm about elements. I'm to
1: start coaching you and being like, how true is it that you're not fashionable? Who told oh, you, know, you that
0: have... lie? <laughs> Oh the factors. world! the world <laughs> told me to uh, You know what it is it 's because I always come up with these crazy things, and it just shouldn 't fit in at school. Oh we are so off piece anyhow at yeah, school totally I, I i <laughs> I started doing the you know it was back in the nineties and I thought it'd be good to have my socks all the way up, so I get the the knee length socks. And that's how I used to wear my school uniform with the knee length socks all the bloody way up. Other people started taking it on too. So maybe I do have a little, you know, maybe sometimes I am a bit fashion forward. Sometimes it's just a fashion disaster. But, you know, that's why I have stylists because they can tell me when I've gone too far. It's like, but they should go to, no, no, Lavalda, no, no. mm. (laughs) Own it, it looks own good it. from this angle, but it, the camera is not going to pick up okay, that detail. And I'm like, mm, okay. Enough. 80s fair power enough. suit, though, camera picks all those details up. As far as I'm concerned, I'm gonna have to check in with my stylist and see see what she'd say about that. Then right. I might take any house, any house. Enough about fashion. <laughs> enough about stuff I know nothing about. Um, but I am gonna have to bring on a fashion queen now, just so I could talk about stuff I know nothing about.
1: Please
0: do. Um, so so your definition of power is just freaking incredible now i would like to know how you apply that for you so here's the mean section of the show everybody knows it's coming now because it's been going for a while but the mean section of the show is when i say listen girl if we were to take everything like everything see now i'm having a little song moment everything that you've done in your life and business to date and literally boil it down to like three core things where you could say these things have been fundamental to my success in life and business. And they could be, um, strategies, tools, techniques, ways of being, but there's only three. What would your three things be? Mm-hmm. Let's start with number one. Yeah. So as a, as a consultant, I love grief
1: because it just makes it so easy to remember. Um, but when this question came up, I was like, gosh, there's so much. So the first, thing, the first thing that, I'll be honest, the first thing that immediately came, came up when I was like, what's my greatest power tool? <laughs> it was, one word came up, me. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, that sounds so arrogant. <laughs> yeah. But let me, let, me, let me break it down. Let me give you some context, okay? <laughs> I'm so fabulous. No. And what I what I mean by that when I say me in the same way I say me I also say that for me I believe that your greatest power tool is yourself and a lot of this kind of aligns with some of the stuff that we said already. If you think if you think about and this is this is my analytical mind going right it's like if I think about the greatest tool I want it to be something that's unique something ideally is free because I don't like paying for stuff um, <laughs> something that 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 means that you are you know Powerful, great, wise, something that you can use anywhere, something that you can invest in that will help you in any single area. Literally the only thing that we have is ourselves. And, yeah, me for me and for you, be yourself. And the reason why for me this is the greatest power tool is we often look – so if I I were to think that, so if I said, for example, as a consultant, my greatest tool is PowerPoint yeah, but everyone has access to PowerPoint. And we spend so much time investing in learning other tools and then wondering, "Ooh, what's my USP? How can I differentiate myself? How can I do something that's really impressive? How can I do this? How can I do that? But if we spent as much time investing in ourselves and understanding ourselves in and out, understanding what we're great at, understanding what we're super passionate about, understanding our values, a lot of the questions that come up, Um, And I'll talk about for myself, like even switching from McKinsey to my own work. The reason why it was so easy for me to go from structured to just being out there was I believed in myself and I was led by the only unique thing that I have, which is who I am. The only thing I can control, the only thing that I can identify strengths in that no one else has access to it's literally me. And through that journey of learning more and more about myself, it just feels like every single day as I get as I become more of an expert on who I am, things like I'm seeing so much success in new ways and not just success but also fulfillment and satisfaction in that success. So I don't know if that made any sense whatsoever. It's but so powerful that is my powerful tool.
0: It's <laughs> so one. powerful because often, like you said, we're looking outside of ourselves and it's easy to kind of then go, if I get this and apply it to me, mm. it'll work. And the way I've always worked with people is here's the thing. You need to figure out how to work it for you. Like I could tell you the pit holes, the potholes, the crap I did that didn't work. The system works. Now how you work the system might be slightly different to how I work the system. How many hours you put in, what times you do it, exactly what language you use might be slightly different because that's how you're gonna get the most out of the system but the system works. You only get to do that when you understand how you work. So you can go, "Mm, yeah, let her do 50 reach outs a week. I'm a three reach reach out a week kind of queen and that works for me and I'm happy with it and it works really successfully. Let her go off and do it in that way but it's the same process, you're just working you into it. So, yeah, I mean, it started a little arrogant, I'm not gonna lie, but, <laughs> but when you explained yeah. it, when you broke it down, <laughs> I was like, she's got, a good, she's got a point there, she's got a point, I'm gonna have to take that one on too. So your first one is yourself. Yeah. What's yeah. your second power tool? So the second power
1: tool goes, goes a little bit deeper, and this is kind of the second part of what I talked about. Actually, it, do you know
0: what, I hadn't even
1: realized You see, I'm even structured, when I don't realize it. You know, my definition of like someone who's unafraid and authentic of self, it's like that's the self. And then in every single moment. So one of the greatest things that I learned how to do is to be present in the moment. Right. So as I said, I've been doing yoga for years and years and years. So, you know, the the whole mindfulness meditation thing. At First, I was like, what is this? What is this? It's that thing they're talking about. Why do not need to be mindful? Why do I have to breathe? Why do I have to be present in the moment? And then when I kind of learned how relevant it was, it became almost like an exercise that I did extra, like separately. It was like, okay, now I'm doing yoga, and then now I'm doing the rest of my world. But what I realized was that when I'm able to be really present in the moment and to be myself in the moment, everything else just becomes non-important, and therefore I'm able to be as successful as I can be in that moment. And the two things, um, and this is kind of like the process, I guess, which is my second par- power tool, was learning how to accept and let go of the past and not be fearful of the future. We spend so much time beating ourselves up and judging what we've done in the past. That's not to say you don't learn from the past, but you learn from the past affect your presence, to improve your future. You don't hold on to the past. Because um, I would spend I would spend hours literally going over what I'd
0: done wrong. I'm like, oh my God, that was a mistake. That was a... and then maybe like an hour later they're like, what? <laughs> I made Where's no all progress. this time gone? Where's all this time gone? Or that m- that one moment is now six years later. I'm still on it.
1: It's, I mean waste of time. Or I spent ages being worried about what was going to happen or being fearful about what was going to happen in the future. And the biggest realization for me, and this is kind of around, the, there, there, there are more complex pieces around the tool, but the easiest thing that I remember is the future is not real, and the past is not real. Literally the only thing that's real is this moment, right? Like what we're saying in this one moment. So especially for the future, if the future is not real, why do we spend so much time freaking out about it? It's literally like one version that we've embedded in our minds.
0: The the interest. I love that you say that. I remember when I started doing this work, and um, I was actually training with somebody. It's like intuitive training, Um, and I what it meant was it was a three day event every month which meant I had to leave office, the office early on a Friday. I'm like, how the frick am I supposed to go into work? This is for like nine months and explain to them once a month on a Friday, I need to be out of here by a Mm -hmm. particular time. I thought there's no chance in hell they're going to accept this at all. Right. But some of the training I had was, look, you know, you go in, you set your intention, you are true in the moment. And there's just something about me that's just saying this. I'm not actually asking you a question. I'm really just telling you because there's nothing in me this is it's not optional (laughs) like like but I went in kind of prepared to say I might have to leave this job if they're not going to let me do this because I'm decided so everything in my soul was just like this is happening and it and it was fine they said yeah sure no problem so I said you just put it in your diary send me a meeting invite um and that that's no problem at all. Cause I like, basically meant I needed to leave at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Cause this thing started at six o'clock in the evening and the travel time was just insane. So I had to leave early. And I said, it's just once a month. It's some personal development that I'm doing, but the course just has this little quirk that I need to no Like fine. They didn't ask me any details. Cause I really didn't want to tell them. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this. Yeah. I didn't really have to tell them cause they might've thought I lost my mind. Um. But what I really got to see was, Often, all of that—it's my South African friends say—cuck is just made up. It's just stuff that I say it wrong. They say to me all the other, "You got it. You get it totally wrong." They're like, "Oh, it's so cute the way you say it." I'm like, "Is, it, is that not it?"
1: Apparently, it's supposed
0: to—it's supposed to have more aggression, but I can't do it. Um, oh, really? But it—it was seeing the that that actually, if I could just be present to have the conversation and deal with that particular moment and not be concerned about how or where it just set an intention of where I want it to go and let it go because mm-hmm. I have no control over how somebody else is going to react. I just exactly. know that's where I'm going. And right now what seems obvious to me is to have a conversation with the person in my way. <laughs> and then in that moment yeah. I can decide what happens next. Right. But I didn't go in with, okay, so I'm going to, you know, figure out exactly how to say it. And then I'm not going to say this bit and I'm going to do it at this particular time because it doesn't matter. Like, Kind of really doesn't matter what people feel more or what people what strikes people more is how they feel yes and they always have that sense of mm, yeah i feel like i'm being manipulated so it's a no yeah <laughs> and that feel you know what that's that's so so important and I
1: won't, I won't go into detail like a lot of the coaching that i do is around this concept of energy leadership And often the way people feel is based on the energy that you bring to the situation. Mm -hmm. So to your point, and it's quite, it it actually reminds me of a client who um, I worked with who wanted to get slightly different to you, but wanted to like switch from five days a week to four days a week and was going through that process. of they're going to say, no, they're going to say this, they're going to say whatever. If you go to a meeting believing that someone's going to say no and you approach it with that, with that feeling of powerlessness, they will be more likely to say no than if you go in with a sense of confidence where it's like, I'm not really asking, it's not, it's not being arrogant, but it's like, I've assessed the situation, this is what I need, this is what will be best for both of us, the energy is different, and they can feel that, right? So it's important that you take control over whatever it is is that you have control over, which is the way that you
0: show up, and the way that you act in every single moment. And I think a way to kind of see that, because my sister's, um, got a congenital heart condition so i often used to say Mm -hmm. to her look if i go into work and you're ill and they're not letting me go i'm just not going in the next day it's really that simple it's not a question there's no there's nothing in me it's just if i come into you and tell you i need to go home because my sister is unwell and you feel a certain kind of way about it it will be i'm going home here's my stuff i won't be back tomorrow and i think for those who have um dependence of some sort if you can get to that same energy around if something happened to them it's not a question it's not a freaking conversation (laughs) and that doesn't mean you don't go in and 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 talk about it you don't go in and say i'm gonna leave now and you know necessarily be demanding it's not about the words but your energy is basically i'm leaving right now and if you've got a problem with it fine um but this is how it's going to happen when your energy is in that space. I have never walked into a situation where my sister's been ill and I've said, look, my sister's not really well right now. Is it okay if I leave? Because I really need to go and help her out. I've never been in a situation where they've said otherwise. Never. Because yeah. everything about me is like, I actually don't give a crap what you have to say right now because I'm leaving anyway. But I'm just yeah. doing you the courtesy of letting you know what's going on. These are the other things that are happening right now. You know, and they'll, they'll normally just say, just leave it, go just go. Yeah. Um, and in the same sort of way, because sometimes when it's something we feel like we're not deserving of, it's a little bit different. When we can relate it to an individual, we can be selfless then. And then it's like, no, it's different. No, it's not any different, darling. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. You deserve exactly the same that you would have if a relative was unwell and you're just that person who needs to be there for them. Exactly the same. Exactly yeah. the same. You're, you're absolutely
1: right. It's interesting. What, so a, a, a question I often ask clients is, if they were, if sort of similar to what you said if if this was someone else that you loved and you cared about how would your advice change as opposed to ourselves because sometimes it's like we are not deserving of this it's like why why not and we often don't see the benefit beyond just the thing so quick story one thing that when i was at morgan stanley um when i actually started my yoga practice i used to find that i'd come out of yoga and i would just be like on top of things my mind would be clearer. I feel better. I feel more relaxed. I'd be able to like, like the afternoon was just like, you day in the flow, just like killing it. And, um, I, I knew what days my yoga sessions were on. And then there was a client, like a really important client who wanted a meeting for that time. And I was like, Oh shoot. I'm like, oh, now I can't go for yoga. And then I was like, and I start, like, literally, i am in the office, like, talking to myself. I'm like, but, but why? If this is another meeting, I would just ask for a different time. i like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I sent a message going, oh, I'm really sorry. I've got, I've got another, um, I've got an appointment scheduled at that time. Can we do a different, can we do a different time? And he was just like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. I can do, like, three hours later. Does that work for you? i was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I why was
0: I about to take it out because it's a yoga class, like it's an appointment. And if it was another client appointment, I'd have no problem with it.
1: Exactly. So why am I any less important than that other client? And actually yeah, going yeah. to the class meant that I was able to come back
0: and be so focused and
1: energ- energized. And I was able to give my all to that client in a way that I wouldn't have been able to had I not taken care of myself.
0: Mm. <laughs> Ah, oh, so much just, to talk just, about, Lavelda. Just if you needed another reason. We're only on point two. So, <laughs> so the first one is you. <laughs> the, the second one is about being fully present in the moment. Yes. And then your third power tool? My third power
1: tool are, is, is basically my tribe and the people that I connect with around me. And I, it's so weird saying this because I'm, so I'm very interested Um, And I'm one of those people who, like, especially when I started working, I hated, like, the word networking, even now when I say it, I have to go speak to people, right? It's like, itchy vibes. Um, But what I realized was that two things. um, First of all, by having that mindset of networking is bad. I was missing out on so many opportunities, opportunities to advance my career, opportunities to find new things that I loved, opportunities to advance my business. Um, and then the second thing I realized was that it's not, about, it's not about networking with people, it's about connecting with my tribe. That was a huge reframe for me. And with that, I have, I have found so many opportunities, both within the corporate worlds where I used to work as well as my business, that have gone far and beyond anything that I would, I would imagine, including getting referrals from people who don't even know me because they know someone and trust someone who I know and I trust. Like, the, the chain of trust is real. So if I were to say a huge power tool for, for women everywhere, it's really investing in and cultivating and building your tribe, your support system, whether it's emotionally, mentally, physically don't really care what it is but really recognizing the importance of connecting with people who get you and who you get not about being friends with everyone it's not about trying to just get opportunities everywhere but it's about really understanding that there are people out there who you connect with so invest in those
0: Mm. yes girl because i i hear you when it comes to networking i eventually just got labelda networks the way labelda networks um, I am not the sort of person people look at me and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're so chatty and stuff. I'm like, if you threw me in a room with a thousand people, you would find me sat in a corner by myself waiting until I can leave. Like I am not, oh, the net- I am for real. I am not a networker. I like to hang with people. I like to hang with <laughs> just Fair like. Enough. Just like, I like to dance to music I like to dance with. You can't just throw me in any old club. So my friend used to try this crap with me at uni. I'm like, I don't like this music, so I don't want to dance to it. Don't just chuck me in the club, and now I'm listening to candy floss music. I don't dance to candy floss music. It's not my music. You know, with my peeps, when I'm around my peeps, I come alive. But if you throw me in a room full of people I don't know, it just, mm. unless I'm on a stage, mm-mm. I don't, I don't vibe in those places. And so people, oh, you really need to network. I am like, I don't think you understand. When I network, I go in the room. I find the other naughty little schoolgirl, We both sit at the back of the room and chat rubbish. right? <laughs> That'll be me. Come find me. <laughs> and leave with one new bestie. Like that, I am not the person that goes in. Let me talk to this. One. No, if I need that stuff, I send my husband in. He loves that. And I just sit at the back and I'll come back. Cause how'd you find out all this stuff? I just need one person. Just one, I was vibing with them. I don't know where it's going. It just felt good. I was just vibing with them. And I've met incredible people that way. So I love the reframe around what networking looks like and how you network and how you kind of dive a little bit deeper. Girl. Oh mm, okay. So we could be here for like another hour and a half. Um, right? Not that it's been an hour and a half, but we could so do another hour and a half. Um <laughs> there'll be people who've been listening and they might have a light bulb went off when you said, um, when you said it was around leadership and how spirit, not spiritual leadership, what was the words you used? And I was like, Oh, um, when you talked about the work that you do with leaders in terms of stepping into themselves and looking at themselves in terms of mm-hmm. how they lead. Yeah. And there'll be people who've listened and thought the way this chick is looking at this stuff. I need a piece of you one day in my life. How do they get hold of you? So, um,
1: Best ways: one is uh, checking out my website, so www.ocpconsulting.com. An even easier way is looking at the links that you've got in your um, in yeah exactly, in the, the show links, notes in the show notes. Um, so either googling my name or just coming onto LinkedIn and connecting with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. So my name is pretty unique, which is awesome. <laughs> pretty sure there isn't another Yawani following, so just see what people search and you'll find me. And It's, it's all
0: about seo names, isn't it? That, I right? mean, that's going to be with my kids. I'm going to have to find an seo name. It's just going to be, I no, know. you need to be the only one like Tigger. <laughs> and it's so funny growing up and being
1: like, oh, my name is so long and I, like, now I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> the internet
0: on. loves me!
1: <laughs> and did you come with freebies as well, babe? Oh, I came with freebies. I love, I love freebies. I've got two freebies. Oh, tell us, tell us, tell us. (laughs) One is, um, one really speaks to what I talked about, which is around um, fearless authenticity in the moment. So I've got a freebie which is how to perform like an elite athlete in business. So the idea being how can you kind of hone that in the moment performance so that you are powerful in every moment, which has been an extension of your life. Um, and it's based on this concept of performance being equal to potential minus interference. So
0: I don't like a
1: lot of, I, like I'm not a huge fan of like lots of like text and stuff. So there's like a short video, there are like quick two minute exercises, but really coming out of it going, ah, this is what I can do to be in my best, authentic, unique, fearless self in every single moment and moving forward with that.
0: In the show notes, click the show like notes. link, in the show so notes. So that's
1: the first, that's the first freebie. Um, the second is a gift slash offer. Um, one of, so some of you, I guess people who resonate with what I'm saying may have done some personality tests. I know they are often two groups of people, people who've done lots of
0: personality tests and people who've done none. Done none. You've either been all over it or you haven't done anything all. over all. or not.
1: I like the personality test, However, I often find that it puts us into boxes, right? You're creative or you're analytical. Um, I offer a leadership mindset test. So what it does is it basically helps you to understand the attitude and the energy that you bring into situations on a normal day and under stress. It's it's the beautiful thing. It's like a quick assessment. You then get like a 90 minute debrief with me as well as helping to create a plan for how you move forward in your leadership. So um, I'm offering to all of your listeners and subscribers 30% off. Um, get it. So again, that'll be in the, in the, show, in notes, the show notes. In get the show notes. Get that one.
0: And I mean, get for, both of them.
1: Get both of them. I mean, <laughs> and of course, everyone can, can reach out to me whenever. But it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful test, And it's really tangible in how you actually move forward. And it's not about labeling anyone because we're all unique it's just about gaining awareness and then being more powerful in
0: every moment. Okay. We have discussed so much, so much. Like, I don't know how we crammed so much into like a single show. It's insane. Um, What one thing would you love to leave our guests with today? Oh
1: yeah. We've spoken about so much. I think the one thing that I would want to leave our guests with is, As much as we can look externally for, like, what power is, and I I truly believe, I mean, if I didn't believe this, I wouldn't be doing what I do. I truly believe this, and I have seen it time and time again. The power is literally within you and within your grasp, right? It's just about being that fearless, authentic person and letting it shine through and showing it not just to yourself, but to other people. Without any fear. And what what I found is that the more that you do that, the more it's just, it's effortless and it's almost like a sigh of relief where you can just be yourself and be yourself all the time as opposed to doing
0: and doing and doing.
1: So you already have everything. I'm just here to support, but you have it already. So just use it.
0: Do you know what? It's like like the most powerful power tool because you've kind of gone, you don't need to get anything. You got it. You got it already. You got all of it already. It's time to really just own it, understand it, it. release it, release it. Oh, you Day. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, If you have not already signed up, and subscribed you've been missing out on a lot of juiciness the show drops twice a week you want to make sure that you sign up there's a link in the right at the top of the show notes as well if you want to get the episodes delivered directly into your inbox just to make sure you never miss one because i'll give you a little summary it comes straight into your inbox on the day that it's released make sure that you get that done um it has been absolutely incredible, Yvande. Thank you so much for joining us. You, you have LaValda. been listening to The LaValda Show, Women of Power podcast. Until next time, my cheekers, remember, the power is already in you. Go out there and allow it to shine. I love you.